episode 7 of Climate Talks with Callie. So today we're going to be talking about clean energy, otherwise known as renewable energy and the impacts of it, as well as um, non-renewable energy, otherwise known um, as dirty energy. Also, I would encourage you to stick around for an interview with my environmental science teacher about her view on clean energy, um, and she has a bunch of interesting facts and some good advice that I would definitely recommend you stick around for. And so just to begin, um, at least in my perspective, energy and electricity has always been this thing that's been around. Obviously, it's something we use every single day. Um, but it's something that I never really, that never really quite comes to mind when I think of uh, the environmental movement. I mean, definitely sometimes, but I think um, it's something that's so integral to our lives that I don't really pay attention to all that often. And so the more um, research that I've done into it, and especially clean energy, it's been really interesting to learn um, and it, to learn how we can support the shift um, to clean energy as it is super important and will have to be done at some point no matter what happens. So um, in this episode, I'm just going to go over um, just the basis of clean energy um, and just how you can support this this movement as well. So just to begin, what is clean or renewable energy? It is energy from a source that is not depleted when used, obviously. Um, and this can come in a ton of different forms, which is super cool, such as solar energy, which comes from solar panels, wind energy with windmills, hydroelectric power, biomass energy, tidal energy, geothermal power, etc., etc. Um, and these sources are good for the environment as they don't emit harmful emissions into the air. Um, and they are continually renewed in just natural ways. Um, in contrast to sources like fossil fuels, coal, and gas, um, as they emit harmful gases and particles into the air, um, that will and they will eventually run out. And also the ways that they are um, extracted or harvested can be really harmful as well. Um, so now I won't go into detail about every single source, as there are many, um, but I want to give you guys information about their importance and just how you can support the shift to renewable energy sources. So um, like I said, energy is used in every single part of our lives. Like I bet you could look around right now and name five things that can be plugged in or something, even what you're listening to right now, like this, um, it comes from some type of energy source. Um, but we really look, take the time to look into where it's coming from. Um, but something that's super cool is that we have increasingly innovative and less expensive ways to capture renewable energy. Um, and they're just becoming more and more used. Because um, uh, in modern times, we have relied heavily on fossil fuels um, and just non-renewable sources. And I think as we kind of get to the end of that rope, um, we're going to kind of be forced um, if we don't. Uh, forced to move to these energy or to these clean energy sources if you know we don't do that right now so right now um, clean energy sources account for more than an eighth of the U.S. electricity however most of America still relies on dirty and non-renewable energy um, and like I said these sources are finite and they will run out at some point point. Um, and something that is a really interesting point that I hadn't thought of before this um, before research about this is that um, obviously they're typically only found in certain parts of the world and so um, these resources have to be exported and um, imported 
um, which can kind of lead to issues if there's like issues with, like, like for example um, the Russian and Ukrainian war I know there's some tension um, just with because Russia is a very um, they export um, fossil fuels so I know um, it can just be difficult with um, country relations to like navigate that and electricity energy is something that should be accessible um, to all pe- to all people uh, so you know when country relations come in and it just gets kind of messy so the cool thing about um, clean energy is that you know sunlight is everywhere or wind power is everywhere um, and you know you can you have there are options for clean energy um, in any corner of the world so it's pretty cool so it's just a lot more accessible um, it is important to note that it's not only the usage of these sources that pollutes the earth um, which is the dirty sources obviously um, it's the harvesting um, of these fossil fuels and gases that can be harmful as well so in contrast um, so for example um, oil drilling might require strip mining um, and strip mining is kind of where like they kind of take away the whole um, ecosystem and in order to mine um, an, an example of this is harming the Canada's boreal forest or another example might be coal power plants um, that send harmful emissions into the air or even fracking can cause earthquakes and water pollution so before this energy can even be used it's already causing issues um, with just the fact with just how it's um, harvested Um, so it's just something to be aware of and something that you might not think of um, when you think of you know the energy we have but I think it's just really important to be aware of these things um, and you might think well I can't stop strip mining in Canada but um, and I understand that but um, there are things you can do I think number one just being aware of this um, and number two if you can it would be awesome I think when I like to implement um, personal uh, renewable energy sources I, like I know when I when I am able to have my own house and stuff um, I think it'd be awesome to have like some solar panels and maybe a windmill or something but I also know that um, or even in like a electric car but I know that that's not always <laughs> like oh I can just go buy a windmill not always the most um, accessible either I mean obviously really cool and you can even kind of get money from energy companies sometimes I don't know I won't go into that but just being aware um, and just kind of supporting um, the movement as well is really important Um, I know there's a ton of places that are I mean like organizations and companies that are supporting this shift so just supporting that as well is really important Um, but kind of segueing into that I have an interview that's about to come on with my environmental teacher Mrs. Newman Um, And she has a lot of really interesting things to say, especially about what you can do, but um, just what you can be aware um, about. So um, without further ado, here's that. All right. Hello, everybody. I have Mrs. Newman. She is my environmental teacher that I had um, for first semester of my senior year. If you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Susie Newman, and I'm glad that I can talk with you today, Kelly. Yeah. So we're just kind of going to get a different um, 
perspective on renewable and clean energy and just ask you a few questions. So we'll get right into it. Um, so in your opinion, um, how necessary is the shift from fossil fuel and just non-renewable energy sources um, to renewable energy sources? Well, I guess it's very important, I guess, as we look at the longevity of us having reliable energy, I guess, as the name implies, having a non-renewable resource means it's non-renewable. So once we use it up, it's gone. So in the future, we're going to have to find some sort of a renewable energy source that we can right. use from year to year. But also um, with our non-renewable fossil fuels that we're using, um, it's emitting a lot of greenhouse gases. It's emitting carbon yeah. dioxide, which is accelerating global climate change. And we're trying to keep that change to be less than 1.5 degrees Celsius in order to not have, let's right. say, catastrophic events happening in the world. Um, so I guess that's the biggest thing is, as far as uh, pollution and the greenhouse gases. But also, you know, there's a new stir up um, talking, especially with Ukraine and Russia, about, you know, this dependence right. on yeah. foreign, foreign energy sources. So if we can um, have less dependence on foreign energy and have more dependence on these renewable energy resources that we can have right here in the United States, that's also good for us. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and uh, right now we're using, uh, I think it's around 80% of our energy comes from fossil fuels. And so that's in the form of like transportation. It's in the form of electricity, industrial and residential, but electricity is the, um, where we spend most of our energy sources on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess um, for then what's, how necessary is it to shift? I think it's very important because in order to maintain the health of our planet, in order to maintain, you know, our independent source of energy um, and improve public health is another thing. As we continue to right. pollute the environment, we are um, adding pollutants that, like particulates, that'll um, <clears throat> cause higher incidences of asthma, um, make people that with emphysema have a harder time breathing, etc. So I guess um, just the improved public life and also having stable energy prices. Right now we're seeing the price of gasoline, you know, teeter around $4 a gallon. Yeah, I heard in California it was even up to like $7, which... Oh, jeez, yeah. So unaffordable, so yeah. Yeah, with renewables, you would have a more stable energy yeah, cost right. because you wouldn't have that teetering whether there's some sort of, you know, catastrophic environmental effect or politics or war, you know, that would set different prices for our, mm -hmm. for our gasoline and other energy sources. Yeah, it's really cool how like we can even have like personal energy sources like solar panels on your roof that can just yeah. kind of, I don't know, we can all add our own thing. But um, the second question is what impacts immediate or long term could we see if we primarily relied on the use of renewable energy? Well, I guess the immediate things would be, um, you know, the starting to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide per year that's right. emitted, which again is important. Carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas that helps trap and heat. Um, also the less pollution, again, kind of like I mentioned before, but also increase of jobs. So we would have oh, a yeah. job sector that would um, help our economy and local economies as well as we transfer some of our jobs perhaps that were used for fossil fuels into now um, clean, or clean energy or renewable energy. So I guess those would be some positive immediate effects that we could probably see. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because like there's wind and there's solar energy everywhere in the world. So that could be an impact for everywhere, not just the places that have oil or have yep. gas. So yep. 
For sure. Um, but what if we, on the flip side, um, primarily relied on fossil fuels? If um, if we just kind of stayed where we're at now, what what could you see happening? Right. Well, then I guess we just keep going down. <laughs> yeah. Down, down a road that's probably got a dead end at the end because, yeah. you know, we have this continued um, path of energy dependence um, with other countries. We have the increasing um, incidences of pollution in the atmosphere, but also um, if we continue with fossil fuels and people right now, again, um, with the disruption in Ukraine, um, the war in Ukraine, I should say, um, yeah. people are saying, why don't we go back to, you know, fracking and getting our fuels from, you know, North Dakota or um, I did hear about that. Yeah. Pennsylvania, getting this back to our own energy um, in terms of the fracking for the oil shale and things like that, which can become a petroleum product, it can be converted into gasoline. But again, that fracking that would bring some of that homegrown energy is very, okay. very bad for the environment. It uses tons and tons of water. It pollutes water. It depletes water tables from below ground. It, it wipes out ecosystems above the ground. It takes out the prairies of North Dakota, for example, um, and it's right. very polluting. And so um, we're not really, so yeah, we can convert and take homegrown fossil fuels in the terms of oil shales, but that's not helping our pollution problem. That's not helping the global warming problem, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I think that in reality, we need to start shifting, looking long-term and getting um, away from the fossil fuels and the oil shales and tar sands that we can get from Canada and the United States and going into more renewable energy like the wind that you mentioned, solar, geothermal, yeah. that idea. Mm -hmm. And I, I heard you said, you mentioned long-term. I think um, a lot of like the gas and if we were to frack again, like that's, it's a short-term fix, but long-term it's just, it's just not, you know, it's not going to be a helpful thing, especially for our environment and right. our health. And sometimes so. it's, right. And sometimes it's very short-sighted. Like we need this yeah, domestic sure. energy now, but again, is this what we want to set up for, you know, 50 or hundred years down the road with added pollution and stuff like that? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I also heard like people say like, well, it's not, it's not as easy to harness or it can be unreliable, but I think the more time and energy you put into making that technology better instead of time and energy putting it into non-renewable sources would be, would right. be really important. Right. And I think um, too, what they're yeah. saying is, um, you know, most of the renewable energy right now is put into making electricity. Right. Uh, so the wind and the water and things like that is for electricity, but we still have to worry about the transportation, the industrial, residential, but especially yeah. the transportation, we don't have as many options for renewable other than, you know, possibly doing electric cars. But then again, we're making the electricity from coal Yeah. <laughs> so most exactly. of the time. And then, um, you know, you could do... Uh, um, have more like ethanol based fuels uh, that might help to with transportation. But yeah, a lot of the renewals that we're looking at is looking only at that electrical production sector yeah. of our energy use and not as much at the transportation and industrial and residential. So yeah. So it's definitely a step we should start looking at as right. a society too. Um, and the next question is personally, just what is your favorite type of clean energy? <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't know. I don't really have one. I guess whatever is available yeah. and the best, Mm -hmm. area, but I guess all, all types of renewable energy have their benefits, mm -hmm. but all have some of their drawbacks. Like sometimes 
you just can't get very reliable energy. Like for example, there are certain areas that may not be as reliable to have wind energy or right. using tide and wave, wave energy, you know, place like Minnesota where we lived, you can't really use tidal energy. So yeah. sometimes it's frustrating that even though there might be a kind of renewable energy you want to use, it's not available in your area because of, you know, if you're not living on a coastal area or geothermal is the same way we can get the energy from the heat of the earth, but not all areas would have that type of energy available to them. But, um, so I guess my favorite, I guess they all are my favorite. <laughs> I guess I can't really pick just one, but all of them have their yeah. own merits. And For sure, yeah. Benefits, um, you know, and all of them have their drawbacks as well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you know, like where it goes in the future. I think it's such a growing yeah. industry that like there'll be, it'll be a lot more accessible. Yep. Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, the last question we have um, is what can ordinary people do to personally help the shift to renewable energy? Because it kind of can be seen as like, well, it's out of my hands. It's more of an industrial thing. Uh, what what can people do to help that shift? Um, well, I guess one thing, you know, like I mentioned, you could just try to get a car that ran more on ethanol, which would be a source mm-hmm. of fuel that's made, um, at least in the United States, mostly from corn. Um, yeah, isn't that cool? I didn't know about that. I thought that was kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, I do know, um, XL Energy, which is where many people get their, um, uh, electricity bill from. Yeah. Um, they do have certain programs. Um, they have a solar energy program, um, where they will, um, help you to get solar panels. And I believe you can also write it off as a tax break as well on your taxes. And then you can put these solar panels on your house. Um, it's probably as better if you know you're going to be living in your house for a while because it is expensive up front but like i said you can get help from the government and through xl mm-hmm. energy to get them installed and then you can actually sell back some of your energy that you don't use back to xl um so that oh, would be cool, just something yeah. that you could you know if you are in a house for more than five ten years that could be a good incentive for you um you can just decrease your usage of fossil fuels by just <laughs> right trying as much and not putting so much of a strain on it um, yeah you can um, change to a biomass heat system. You know, some people might convert to, instead of having a a furnace that burns natural gas, they might be able to burn um, uh, like uh, wood, for example, like a wood burning furnace, or sometimes they could have uh, residues from um, like sawdust or corn Mm -hmm. that they could burn. Um, There's also a, a website out there that's called the Union of Concerned Scientists that um, is kind of an advocacy group for renewable energy and other um, fights that they want (laughs) to help support um, Mm -hmm. uh, benefiting the planet. And so just being aware of, of websites like that or corporate or websites like that, or also corporations that are more environmentally friendly and supporting them. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, even uh, like if you have a business that you can, um, supply energy through through uh, solar power or through wind energy. Um, I think, you know, our school at one point was considering a, a big wind turbine behind the school. Oh, that'd be cool. And, um, it never went through, I think, because just there wasn't enough wind to make it yeah. um, worth the money or whatnot. But, you know, if you live in an area that has a lot of wind and maybe you could install wind turbines. So there's, there's uh, some of these are kind of big deals, but if you're not sure you're going to put solar panels on your house or put a wind turbine in your backyard, you know mm-hmm. what you can do, like I said, is just, just be aware of these advocacy yeah. groups and you can support them with donations or you can support them by reading their websites or sharing things on social media. So even things like that is at least getting sure. the word out and, um, you know, making people aware of the different issues um, out there with our climate and 
we use the fossil fuels and things like that. So, yeah, because I know before I took your class, I w- I only knew like I only had heard of solar and wind energy. I think it's just really important to just be, like you said, just be aware of it and right. support it as it comes. But I think those are really great suggestions. Yeah. But yeah, that's all we have for today. But thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate um, yeah. your. And lastly, um, is what I try to do at the end of every episode. Um, I have a few um, just good news about what's going on in the environment right now. Um, The first one being is that Europe is beating its renewable energy targets. Um, So in 2020, almost a quarter of the European Union's electricity came from renewable sources, including hydropower, wind, solar, geothermal energy, and air heat pumps. And the EU um, sourced an average of 22% of their energy from renewables, um, which is two points higher than the goal they set in, in 2009. Um, and of the 27 EU member states, the ones that generated the, uh, more than a third of their electricity from re- renewables um, was Sweden, Finland, uh, Latvia, um, Austria, and Portugal. Um, the second one I have for you guys is that a major railroad, um, a major railroad buys 20 battery-powered locomotives for its trains. Um, So this is in in America. So President Joe Biden announced that the Union Pacific has purchased 20 battery locomotives. um, And this purchase is said to be the largest ever investment in battery electric technology by a major railroad. Um, It's said that these trains will arrive in 2023 and they will first be tested in California and Nebraska under cold and warm temperatures and then they will eventually be used for long-haul travel. Um, so that's all I have for you today. I hope you can leave um, feeling a little bit more inspired and informed about renewable energy um, and come back for the next episode. Thank you.